0: Well, Merry Christmas from all of us at Refuge. Well, maybe I should say Merry Christmas Eve, because we're not quite there yet. But I know for most kids, it's basically here. So if this is a little different to you, we're not meeting in person today because we have our Christmas Eve service tonight. If you've been there last night or if you're coming tonight, come on out. We are excited for you to be here. But today, this morning, we wanted just to share just a short little word, just about what is it that we're celebrating? What is it that we're choosing to celebrate here today? You know, I think many of you probably know that Christmas, this December 25th, is not actually the very day that Jesus was born you know it's it's been used as a time or as a date that we have chosen to celebrate the birth of Christ but you can celebrate the birth of Christ any day because the fact is Jesus was born as a fully human being fully god so we're going to look not in Luke's gospel, which many around this time of year look into. We're going to look into Matthew's gospel just for a few verses. We're going to look into what is it that God is wanting to share with us today. And then we're just going to close it out and send you on your way. And say Merry Christmas. Well, let's let's pray. Father, thank you for the plan that you had before the world began thank you for jesus oh jesus we worship you we honor you we magnify your name because your name is your nature as yahweh revealed the nature in the name so jesus reveals the nature in your name. You are the Messiah, the Anointed One. You are Emmanuel. You are God with us. So God today, knowing that you are with us, speak. We're listening. Unstop ears. Open up eyes. We want to see you. We want to know you. We want to hear your word. We want to celebrate this reality that Jesus has come. It's in your name I pray. Amen. All right, so we are going to look at Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 2. So I'm going to read a few verses. We're going to talk for a little bit, and then we'll read a few more verses, and then we're going to close out. All right, so it's picking up. Jesus has already been born. But what God really led me to was looking, looking at this account of the Magi. You know, I think so many, so many speculations or things, or, you know, I was even reading a a book with Isaiah, our son earlier t- today. And, you know, it was showing the picture of the wise men coming, you know, the the day that Jesus was born, you know, in the stable, in the cave as Christy McClellan has corrected all of mankind. Um, but... What's interesting is they weren't there the day that Jesus was born. They were likely there months or even potentially a year or two later. Um, But we're going to pick up just in verse one of chapter two. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he? Who has been born King of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. We have seen his star. We have come to worship him. What's so insanely cool about looking at these magi and what they've come to do is magi, these magi, they were a people. They were a people that had great power. And if you rewind with me to Daniel and you remember that when the King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, he called the Magi, he called the Chaldeans, he called those who could interpret his dream. He called the wisest people in the land, but they didn't just have human wisdom. See, these were people who they trained themselves in astronomy and astrology, and they were very religious people, but not worshipers of Yahweh, the true God. They were pagans. They were worshipers of idols. But remember what happens, that none of them. They did not know the king's dream. And so they needed a man, one who was filled with the knowledge of God himself, Yahweh. And they bring Daniel into the scene. And Daniel, he was able to not only give the dream to Nebuchadnezzar, but interpret it. And so Nebuchadnezzar set him as leader of the Magi. And what so amazing about that is these magi who came to Jesus's um, arrival into this world, likely not necessarily had studied under, you know, Daniel in his time. But think about this. Daniel is is head of the magi, of these people who basically are kind of like sorcerers in a way. And he's teaching them the Torah. He's teaching them the Old Testament. He's teaching them about the one true living God. And though so probably many of them were never truly followers of Yahweh, they had received instruction or teaching from Daniel, they had received teaching about this one who would come this Messiah, this anointed one who would come out of the root of Jesse. And so I believe that because God positioned Daniel strategically in Babylon, these wise men who came to visit Jesus and his arrival into this humanity that we know, they came because they had heard of this God through the teachings that were passed down from the days of Daniel. That's amazing. But what can we take away from that today? See, when they came, they saw signs. And maybe, maybe you have never gone to a church before. Or maybe you are someone who once a year goes because it's Christmas and that's just what people do. So maybe you've literally seen signs on the road that said, come to church, come worship with us. Or maybe you are a regular goer and follower of Jesus, one who comes every Sunday and worships him. See, the Magi came because they knew that this king that was born was not just any old king. He wasn't just, as Herod called himself, the King of the Jews. They knew this was the King of the Jews. So do you realize when you come to a house of worship to worship with other people that you are worshiping the King of the Jews and of the Gentiles and of the world? Do you know that? Do you realize you're not just singing songs, but you are worshiping the one true living God. There is no higher honor. These magi traveled potentially 800 to 900 miles just to come. You know, it's hard for us sometimes just to get out of bed and to wake up and to drive maybe a few miles to worship. And let's not even get into You can worship Jesus in your own home. You don't need to come to a physical space. But I think what's important is that these magi, they were Gentiles. They were pagans. They had a mixture with their pagan religion, their pagan traditions, and the Jewish religion, the religion that Daniel had shared with this group of people, the magi. And so there was a mixture with them. See, they had some teaching, but they were not true followers. But yet they followed the star. They felt compelled. Oh, is that the story of not everyone who's been born again? They followed this inward compulsion. A compulsion to come see who is the, this king of kings, this king of glory. There was this inward driving of I have to investigate. I have to see. Is it really true? Did he really come to take away the sins of the world? Did he really come and, and, and be able to take away all that has defiled me, all that has corrupted me, everything on the inside that has bankrupted me? I got to see if it's really true. And so the Magi come and what do they do? They meet this boy Jesus, a boy two years or younger and they fall on their feet and they worship him. They worship him and they bring him gifts. So they bring him, we'll see in a second here. I'm going to jump just a page over. And so when they arrive in verse nine, Behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. Not only did they rejoice, but when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They had gifts for Jesus. They knew he was so important, so valuable that they brought gifts to him. You know, some of us, maybe even in the past have felt, you know, whether out of the abundance and cheer of our heart or just out of feeling like we ought to, you know, we felt the, 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 the compulsion to give, to give maybe a tithe, to give maybe our time, to give something. These wise men, they gave. They brought really valuable gifts because they knew just even a little bit the value of this boy king, fully God, fully man. They met God in human flesh and they worshiped him. But the one thing that really stood out to me in this whole story was that they worshiped Jesus But then they went back to their old country. See, they had met God in human form. They had worshipped him. They had brought gifts to him. But then they went back to their old country. They went back to their old life. And so my question to you today is this. Have you had an encounter with the living Christ, the one who was made manifest in flesh The one who had come as the Lamb of God, slain on the cross to remove the transgressions and the sins that separated us from God. Have you come to know him as your Savior, as your Lord, as your King? Do you really know who this man is that came as a baby to identify fully with humanity, to live the life that we were supposed to live and to die instead of us do you really know him if not i'd invite you today to give your life to jesus give him your whole life and to those i'm speaking to who know they're born again my question is this have you come to him have you worshipped him but then have you gone back to the old country Have you gone back to the old you, the old life, the life that God saved you from? Are you living the life that God delivered you out of? Are you bound up in chains and bondage to the sins that Jesus dealt with on the cross? The sin have dominion over your life and you keep coming time and time and time again, falling into the same sin habits, the same patterns? Or do you feel like you're living the old life, the old you, when you know that Jesus Christ came to make you a new creation? Do you feel this tension of you've had moments of genuine worship, just like the Magi, but you're living in the old country? You're not living in the fullness of God's kingdom on this earth that you know is possible in Jesus Christ. Well, I'd invite you today to surrender. See, God's not looking to make you a great leader first. He's looking to make you a great follower first. Many of us are trying to lead when Jesus has called us to follow him. Surrender, not just Sundays. Surrender your whole life. Yield, give in, let him live through you. Open up every part of your heart, of your soul, of your mind. And just even in simple prayer, give yourself to God today. Don't go back And then step in to the victorious life that Jesus died to give. He came not as a baby to stay as a baby, but to live and become a man. To live, to die and to rise so that you may be raised to life with him. So live, live in victory today in Jesus Christ for in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. He longs to fill you with all the fullness of God. Receive his love. Surrender your heart and walk in newness of life with him today. All right, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Oh God, you are holy. You are altogether lovely. Jesus, thank you for entering in for doing the most humiliating thing that anyone could ever know, leaving the endless glory of heaven and eternal, just being with the Father and the Spirit and coming into flesh, coming into this plane of existence that we've all known, this plane of existence that is, life on earth, this place you created. But God, I pray, Lord, even now, that you would give such a compulsion in the hearts of everyone to come to Jesus, come like the magi, to worship and bow down, to know that, Lord, you're not just looking for gifts, you're looking for us. Who has given you a gift that they might be repaid? no one lord you're looking for our lives and when that be what we give you the only reasonable response to this man christ jesus exalted and seated at the right hand of god today so lord help us help us not to be in, in this place of a mixture in our lives, like the Magi who could worship but then return to their old ways. Lord, may we be a people who has received life in abundance and that we live walking, following you, Jesus, in the life of victory that you died to give. Help us to surrender, Lord. We want to give you everything not just something. We want to give you everything, for this is the doorway into life, into the life that Jesus is himself, life in you. Thank you, God. Thank you for who you are. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much just for taking time out of this Christmas Eve to just Turn your attention to the Lord, to open up the scriptures and to receive life. I pray that you have just an abundantly blessed Christmas this year. God bless.